First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for checking out another edition of Dead End Sports. This is the place where sports opinions collide. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like I said, YouTube.com backslash Dead End Sports. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, a lot of stuff in the news. Of course, the NFL draft just completed. Uh, NBA playoffs are hot and heavy as well as uh, Major League Baseball is in full swing. Let's start right where, <laughs> where, it, all, where it all went apart. Last night, uh, 14 seconds left in the Oklahoma City Thunder versus San Antonio Spurs game. The game was in uh, San Antonio. Oklahoma City was down uh, 1-0 at the time. 0-1 at the time. Uh, you all saw it, so let's just talk about it. Uh, the final inbound play, uh, Manu Ginobili, steps across the line and Deion Waiters who was inbounding the ball uh, committed a violation by uh, fouling committing an offensive foul on Ginobili and then he jumped to pass the ball uh, subsequently turned the ball over because the pass was too high to the tallest guy on the court which is Kevin Durant Uh, subsequently the Spurs got the ball on a 301 break Three, three on one break and could not convert. So I start right there, Ken. Um, the NBA came out and, and said, okay, well, five violations happened on this particular play. Well, what's your take on all of the stuff that happened last night? <clears throat> My take is this. Throughout the playoffs, typically every year, you know, there there's complaints and grumblings about um, officiating in the in the NBA, um, depending on what side you're rooting for. <laughs> right. right. But this season, this particular playoff is it's been absolutely horrendous. Um, and and as a person who don't really have a, a you know a dog in this race, I just want to see good basketball. You know, of course I'm gonna pull for you know Wade and the Heat, but of course. At the end of the day, I just want to see 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 good basketball, and the, the Heat Hornet series was officiated uh, very badly, and to the point where they were calling out the officials, and people on Twitter that didn't care who won were were criticizing the officials on on both ends. And and last night was a culmination of bad officiating at probably the worst time if you're a San Antonio Spur, if you're a San Antonio Spur fan. For waiters 
to literally push. <laughs> you know, he leaned, He didn't just push him to the point where Ginobili appeared to flop. He leaned in and hit him with the elbow. So it was very obvious that he committed an offensive foul. The NBA came out and uh, salute to off the bench. They actually tweeted this. And a lot of people, in typical fashion, wanted to try to make two wrongs right or whatever. And they were like, oh, well, look, his foot was on line. They didn't call that. Or um, he can't jump the pass. So they started to point out all of these different uh, uh, violations in the game. But it don't matter. The fact of the matter is the most obvious one was the fact that you could literally see this guy lean over and elbow Ginobili in the chest. The NBA, back to what I was saying, have said that jumping the pass was legal and that uh, Ginobili's foot on the line was legal. So what are we left with? We're left with the elbow to the chest. All of the other fouls that, that were called, or not called, I should say, after that play took place, to me, are irrelevant. Because you can't miss a call like that. Kyle, you and I, we've been watching basketball for a long time. We know that at the end of the long game, <clears throat> the players will get away with a lot of stuff. Like some of the right. fouls that they pointed out were missed. That's going to happen. We, we're, we're accustomed to that. We're conditioned to accept that, and we try to kind of point that out to other people. Uh, that are a little bit younger than us <laughs> that are watching the game. <laughs> right, right, right. But when you have something as blatant as that, you can't miss it. And the fact of the matter is, the official didn't do his damn job. He's standing there looking right at the play. And that's what makes it so offensive, so egregious, so so downright horrible that he did not call that play. That would have been given the ball. Now, here's the other argument, the other thing that people are pointing out. Well, you know, he's, the Spurs still got the ball, and, it, you know, it was still three on two or whatever. Three that on one break. Matter. There's a big difference between having the call being called and the ball being awarded to the Spurs and Popovich being allowed to draw up a play to get a good, decent shot versus a team – grabbing a ball on a on a scramble play and trying to make something out of nothing. That's where the lack of that call not being called as an offensive foul comes into play. You can't tell me. I don't care if they had a 3-on-1. I don't care if Patty Mills had a shot. I don't care if they got the damn ball. The, the fact of the matter is the, the official did not do his damn job, and it was obvious to the world. Anybody watching that play can clearly see that he pushed that guy. I don't give a damn if you've never seen it before. I don't give a damn if it's it, – all the excuses. Right. I don't give a damn about any of that. Do your damn job. Call the play. That stuff matters. I don't care about, you know, Ginobili coming out and saying, well, you know, we didn't lose or win the game on that play. Like hell you didn't because it affected – the end result of the play simply because he didn't do his damn job and he should have called it. We all know what happened prior to the game and, 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 and how bad the Spurs played and 
this, that, and the other. All that stuff doesn't matter. Part of this game was that play and that none call. It matters. It did affect whether you could have won or lost the game because you had to try to make a shot in a chaotic moment when you didn't have to. And that's the difference. All this other stuff, this narrative, this framing, and I get tired of that shit, man. I get tired of when people say, well, you know, it's just like in the Detroit game when there was an offensive uh, passing, defensive passing interference call in that game. And it was like, well, you know, Detroit had all these other opportunities. No shit, Sherlock. But the fact of the matter <laughs> is that, that play, if you miss a call in a game that you're supposed to do, where you're supposed to do your damn job, that stuff matters. That stuff impacts games. And that is a play in the game that impacts the outcome of a game. And it definitely does matter and count. The Your referees have to do their job. They have been terrible this postseason. And Adam Silver has to do something to improve the officiating because there are far too many casual fans that watch the playoffs who are sitting here watching this and be like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Or thinking that the NBA is rigged, according to whatever hey, the man. remember uh, the referee Donahue, whatever Don, Tim Donaghy, Tim yeah. Donaghy. When you have stuff like this that happens, it the casual fan don't want to become a diehard fan. Well, I won't say don't want to become, but it impacts them because they think the NBA is rigged because something so obvious it 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 affects the 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 integrity of the game or the way the game looks. So you can't have an NBA official swallowing in the whistle because he's never seen a play like that before as an official. Come on, man. They, do your damn job. And Silver needs – I don't care about these damn transparency reports either. Y'all can burn that shit up. When did they start doing that? <laughs> right. It doesn't matter. Popovich said the best thing, man. He was like, it doesn't matter. The game is over. So you admitting that you got it wrong when everybody can clearly see that you got it wrong – doesn't do a damn thing for anybody. And even if they would have called that play, nobody would have been upset because it was clearly a foul. It's not a judgment call. Everybody can see it. So if you would have called the call, people would have been looking at waiters. People would have been looking at Donovan for his lack of his inability to, to design a play, you know, to get the ball in bounds. The second time that's happened, this time he's 50-50 on that because he almost could have lost that one, right. you know. But he did lose the one at Golden, at Golden State. So the transparency report is absolute BS. What are you going to do to improve the officiating in the NBA? I know Ryan of off the bench said it has improved. It <coughs> has not. We've been That's watching basketball. Kyle and I have been watching basketball for too long. It has not improved. It hasn't. It, it, it's gotten to the point where it's, <clears throat> it's really comical. I mean, really like – you know, the refs, I understand that they're there to do a job. And I understand that they have probably one of the hardest jobs to do. Um, you know, in, in basketball, you only have three refs. In, in football, I think you've got, what, six or nine of them. I can't remember. Um, but, and like Ken said, to come back and this report that they give after the game, oh, well, we blew a call, that doesn't matter. And it does not help the team that won, and it doesn't help the team that lost. Now, I know what you're saying. You're watching this, and you're saying, well, San Antonio still had a three-on-one break. Yeah, they did have a three-on-one break. 
and they couldn't convert. No harm, no foul. But the problem is with that is that that shouldn't have never taken place. The, the call should have been made right then and there. Yeah, granted, Ginobili was close. You know, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that he wasn't close. And if, if the rule states that his foot was on the line and not across the line, then, you know, maybe you can, you know, say that that was part of the reason. But also one, one thing you have to keep in mind is that the referee is standing right there beside them. So he may or may not see Ginobili's foot. That push, everybody saw. And you can't hide behind the fact that, oh, we've never seen it before. I mean, my thing is this, and, and I'm not <clears> – <throat> I like instant replay in NFL. I think, you know, if, in the NBA, if they're going to slow the game down or pause the game to see if somebody made a, a flagrant foul just because a guy got clotheslined or something like that, then you ought to be able to take the time to review something like that. I know that you can't review a file, but you but they should put something in place where that could be reviewed because here's the thing. I could care less about you reviewing whether or not somebody got undercut or, or somebody got their head taken off for flagrant one or flagrant two. What I do care about is stuff like this because it compromises the integrity of the game. And what happens is the most casual fan, like Ken said, the casual fans, they're not going to be interested in this because – it comes back to the R word. And people have said it plenty of times. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the NBA is rigged, but I do know that Vegas plays a part in, you know, these games. And I understand that, that, you know, Vegas plays a part in everything because there's gambling either side. I don't even know what the spread was last night. I don't care. The point is, is that you can't have a situation where this is for fans. This is what we want. We want the game. We want the games to be close. We don't want, you know, 40 point blowouts. We want, Close games, down to the wire, execution. But no, the, the ref shouldn't be a part. Of, and I can understand swallowing your whistle. But at the same but the obvious, you have to call. If somebody runs somebody over, you got to call either a charge or a block, one of the two. You know, and that was just as blatant as it, as it could be. And you can't tell San Antonio, well, hey, the reason why we didn't call is because we've never seen it before. That's BS to me. If I'm a Spurs fan or if I'm a Spurs player, I, and again, did that cost them the game? And I, I, I kind of get what Ginobili saying is that that one play didn't cost them the game. It pretty much did, because if they make that if they make that call, then you're on the free throw line shooting free throws as opposed to trying to convert a three on one break throwing the ball to Patty Mills of all people. I don't know why you even throw the ball to Patty Mills. I'm not throwing. If I'm Ginobili, I'm not throwing nothing to Patty Mills. Three on one, I'm taking it to the cup. You got to foul me. Period. Point blank. But. You know, and that was very uncharacteristic of a you know Spurs team. Uh, but that being said, I think you know it, it was just it was terrible, man. It, it's not a good look, and it does not look good for the NBA. And if it were just one game, we probably wouldn't say anything. But this has seemed like it's been the, the the norm every game or every other game. Case in point: Sunday, Game Seven in Toronto. I mean, my man DeRozan just pushes the kid from Indiana out the way. Blatant as hell. Yeah. And he's right under the rim. And I don't understand how there was no call. I mean, like, you got to – you got, and I think it was, maybe it was Mohimi. Mohimi's got to be at least 6'10", 6'11". And he just comes flying out of the picture all of a sudden, and DeRozan gets the rebound. I mean, come on, man. You can't – we can't have this every game. And trust me, as these series go on further and further – Especially as, well, maybe not in, in the, well, definitely not in the Hawks uh, Cavs series, but 
for the most part, these games are going to be close. Well, Hawks, Cavs might be, they may have a close game or two. Here's the thing. When you have close games, you want to see teams execute the last five minutes and the most important minutes of the game. And if you can't have teams executing and you can't have, uh, you know, refs making the calls they needed to make, it, it doesn't look good, man. And as a fan, now I'm not a fan of either team, but if I was a fan of the Santa, I'd be pissed right now because that's a game that they lost. And it's a different, it's a, it's a different series now. Going back to OKC one-one, come on, man, it's up for grabs now. I mean, let's say OKC, and and here's the thing, because this is only the second loss that the Spurs have had at home all season long. Two losses at home all season. And this is the second one. So now you got a situation where they can't even play. The, they got to go to – and OKC is a tough place to get a win. So they got to go to OKC and try to steal a game just to get it back to San Antonio where they're, they're pretty much unbeatable at home. But it was just it was just terrible, man. I mean, awful, awful. And, I, you know, people on, on social media and on Twitter and stuff saying, well, you know, you know Ginobili shouldn't have been across the line. Man, that's the that, I could understand if a ref didn't see his foot on the line or cross the line or however you want to call it. I can understand if a ref, ref missed that. You can't miss that call. Waiters just, I mean, just straight two-hand shoved the man. I mean, what, what else you want him to do? I mean, what, what else What else constitute a foul in that situation? You know what? I think the other thing is I keep saying, you know, I saw this a lot in the, ch- in the chat room and, and uh, got, got it on Twitter, man, and people saying, yeah, but they missed five fouls. On, on the Spurs, but if I'm not mistaken, and feel free to correct me, you know, most of that was after the missed call. Yeah, so, it was. Yeah, they may have missed five fouls, and, and that's terrible, but the fact of the matter is, you just said it, Kyle, it shouldn't have even gotten to that point. It never should have gotten never. to the point where it's live action, where, and, and we, we just highlighted this, this happens all the time. They swallow their whistle in late game situations. It's terrible, but they 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 let the players play it out on the court. Um, Lamarcus Aldridge being held by Ibaka, you know, is, is terrible. You know, um, Kawhi Leonard holding somebody is terrible. But the fact that yeah, somebody in Jersey, yeah, yeah, none of that is is worse than the non call that allowed them to even get to that point to where they had to highlight the fact that they missed five five fouls. Man, that was a series in uh against uh, in the first round, Draymond Green is flat out body slamming people. He right. did it in the Celtics game in the regular season, and he did it against uh, um, somebody, uh, the Rockets. And, and Draymond, oh, well, maybe not so much as Draymond, but uh, what's the big guy, Bogut? He set the moving screen almost every yep. single time, <laughs> and they never call it. I think we've been saying this for the longest, man. <clears throat> these refs. Something got to give. I, we understand that they're human. We understand they're human at the end of the day. But, like, calls like that, blatant elbow, and I think they said something Ginobili had stepped over the line or he did something to where – They said that was legal, B. They said it was legal? Yeah. Who? For him to step over the line? Who said that? Well, his, 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 they said his foot was the on, NBA on the line, NBA and that, that was legal. Ginobili was legal or Deion Waiters was legal? Ginobili. They said oh, – No, no, Ginobili. Over the line. His toe was on the line. His toe was on Okay. And jumping the pass was legal, too, because um, he didn't step back or he didn't go side to side something. Oh, but okay. they, in the report, they said, and shout out to Off the Bench, because they sent this over to me on Twitter, 
um, NBA podcast uh, on Danny Sports. You guys make sure you follow him on Twitter and check him out. Uh, but they sent the information to me, so that is official. Those plays are legal. Oh yeah, it it was. Hey, look, it was it was a terrible blown call, you know blown call that on on the referee's part, man. And you can tell, you can hear the frustration in Chris Webber's voice too. <laughs> oh, he when, was like, after that happened, you you thought Chris Webber was was on was a part of the team because he. Was, <laughs> right, right. I'm like, dang, right. Webber, you know, you commentating, calm down, don't show, don't show, don't let the Detroit come out of you, man. Just calm down. But yeah, it, it was yeah, I thought it was it was it was awful. I mean, this that didn't decide the fact. That they was gonna win or lose, cause OKC okay, they definitely came to play after being embarrassed in Game One. That you know, I, I think OKC okay, just came and got the game and and they won it. That call did not determine if the game was won, won or lost. But yeah, it was still terrible. Like refs got to get together, man. It, it's it's funny, cause it seems like these past like three, what is it, about three or four years, we we especially during playoff times, we really been yeah. complaining about referees. Not even in the NBA, but in, in the NFL as well. Like we really been complaining about referees and their horrible decision making and making these calls it's like what is going on man for these last three or four years <clears throat> us fans and you know coaches and whoever really been complaining about these refs they got to do something because this this is crazy be hit right on the head um that one play even though it was a debacle at the end that didn't determine the game at all that did not determine the game it was a lot of san antonio what happened was <clears throat> OKC came out with a big punch, and San Antonio had to withstand those other runs. And they got back. Obviously, they came back into the game, made it a game. OKC has lost the most leads going into the fourth quarter. So it just based off of that, you kind of expected the end to be kind of tight. Um, but it was, I, I enjoyed the game. I thought it was – I've never seen an ending like that. I don't think I've ever seen somebody the ball hit somebody physically that was still in the bounds. <laughs> I, I've never seen that. Um, and then you've also, never seen that in a pickup game before either, have you? Nah, I, I just I've never seen that. <laughs> but you know, what's interesting last night when I was watching um, uh, what, what what's the show that Charles and them is on? Um, Inside the NBA. Uh, TNT. Yeah, Inside the NBA. Yeah, they had um, they had a camera angle of the ref that is kind of the, the opposite because the, the the main camera angle that we see is from the back with with, with the ref having mm-hmm. the back to us. But they had the other camera angle where you could see his face. And when he was counting, I swear, go look at it if you could get this camera angle. As soon as Dion puts that forearm out, he looks down to his feet. I swear to you, he looks down. So he kind of missed it. I think, honestly, I think he kind of missed it. But at the same time, what do you call there if you've never seen it? And you're like, uh, you know. Right. I, I think you just give it up <laughs> to the players to decide. And, and realistically, San Antonio damn near came away with that win. So I, 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 I think it would be interesting to hear what OKC's narrative would have been if they would have lost that game. At the end of the day, good game, good series. I don't know if we picked or y'all picked who y'all think was going to win. But I, I don't think we seven. did. I don't think we did. Okay. I, well, I, I said Spurs in six. Mm. I, I said Spurs in seven. So You said you got yeah. OKC, FIFO? Yeah, OKC in seven. To be honest with you, I would have gave that coach <laughs> What's his name? Oh, Terry Stotts. Terry Stotts. Yeah, I would have gave Stotts. I would have gave Stotts coach of the year. I would have gave him coach of the year. I'm sorry. Sorry, Golden State fans. I would have gave. 
You but, break the record, bro. You go but, seventy-three and nine, dog. Like you gotta get. But but like but like me and you talking yeah, about people. Kurt wasn't there the whole who, time though. No. Who matter. had right? Who but but people? Me and you talked about this. Who had Portland even making the playoffs? Like I feel you, man. Like none of dude, us. We we hey. all. I think a lot of people that watch NBA written off Portland after they start in five. Of yeah. Look, here's the thing. If we can do cold uh, MVP, we can do cold cold rookies. We can do all of these calls. It should have been cold coach of the year. <clears throat> Dog, because he deserved it, man. He deserved I, that. He deserved that nod, man. Because in the West, too, people? Like, yeah, yeah. Dang. I, I mean, when you look at what they lost, what, three or five starters? Four. They lost four, four starters. And, oh, my bad. Four. Everybody but Dane. Everybody but Dane. Everybody but Dane. Yeah, Dane and everybody else. And, and you still and you keep in mind in the West in 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 the, in the tough Western Conference. So I, keep I, in mind this team started off eleven and twenty. Yeah, they were eleven and twenty. So pe- people were like, okay, well, hey, and and after the also break, I think they were like thirty. They had like thirty three wins. So they were like one of the best teams post All Star break uh, in, in the entire NBA. So mm-hmm. you know you you got to say you got to sip your hats off to whatever t- what Terry Stotts did, especially like you said in the West. This didn't happen in the East. Toronto may just. They may they maybe be, be may be happy about getting out of the first round, and just be content with that. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like they just happy to, to get that monkey off their back. Ken, you don't think they're so? not content? Them motherfuckers are scared as shit. <laughs> <laughs> they are scared of the damn playoffs. They are scared of being here. They're scared of being out of the first round. They're scared of losing in the first round. They're scared of the playoffs, man. Look, man, Kyle Lowry. What he has two points, three assists, something like that. Another terrible game, shaping up to be another terrible series. Demar Rosen can't hit anything, and people talking about him going to L.A. What the hell are you gonna do in L.A. if if you can't if if you can't succeed in the playoffs? They don't need you in the regular season. I they think need they say that just because he's from L.A. That's well, hold the only reason. They, they may get him. But he, but here's the thing, wow. though, Ken. I think the difference between, especially in the last two games, and, and I just started watching this Heat-Toronto game now, but in the last two games, I, th- I think it's interesting the mentality of Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. Because it's one thing to struggle, but to still play on a level because you know the responsibilities that, that, that your team has on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you are an all-star on the squad, it is on you to do what you do best to help that team win. The more in the last game, in game seven, he shot 30 shots. He shot 30%, but he shot wow. 30 shots. What was Kobe's mentality when he talked about Darren Williams a couple years ago? I don't care if I miss 50 shots. I'm going to keep shooting because that's what DeMar is supposed to do. So to me, it's not a mental thing with DeMar. It's just, you know... It, it's, he, he's forcing the issue, and it happens. As a human, I get it. Kyle Lowry, on the other hand, this man is playing himself into a veteran's minimum contract because <laughs> it does not matter how Damn, he said want. the minimum. <laughs> veteran's minimum, bro, because who is going to want him when you cannot perform when we need you to perform? You see what I'm saying? Because with Kyle Lowry, it's mental. He's scared. He does not want to take a shot. He's extremely passive. He does not have confidence in his game, bro. I don't think I've ever seen somebody at an all-star caliber level get in the playoffs 
and just disappear like this. Just lose all confidence. Like he don't want to be there. He like he wants to play basketball for 82 games, collect his paycheck, <coughs> and that's his championship. I do not understand what I see from this man. I, I don't I don't understand that switch that just happens. Oh, playoffs, oh I'm just I'm out of here. I'm checked out. I don't get it. Um I I think you're right, FIFO, and, <coughs> and I think it's interesting is that I I said the same thing about Drogic in game seven. Uh, off the bench, Q Ryan disagreed with me, um, but Drogic was very tentative in, in that series, and Kimball Walker had been cooking him the whole mm-hmm. series. He yep. was with him, and something happened in game six. No, it was game six. Game six something, and a half. Yeah, something happened in game six. He came out. He had a different mentality. He was aggressive. He took the fight to Kimball Walker like he had a mindset shift. But prior to then, he, he he was he 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 didn't look. It was much like what you said about Lowry. He looked like he didn't want to be there. And to me, looking at it, it was like it's game six, it's win or go home. You've never been in that situation before, so you don't want to make a mistake. And and the collapse of Toronto in in game seven that allowed Indiana back in the game was kind of the same thing. Now. Props to Drogic for getting his shit together because now he's taking the fight to Toronto and now he's ready. Um, and whatever, he put a number on Kimber Walker. Kimber Walker disappeared in game seven. He just had a bad game. But the fact of the matter is, in this particular series, if Drogic continues to stay aggressive, Lowry continues to play the way he plays. And not only that, all of the veteran, uh, the veterans <clears throat> that this team have, uh, Joe Johnson, Luau Dane, uh, of course, you know Dwayne Wade's there. Haslam, you know Spo. Like this team is loaded. Yeah, they got two rookies and rich, but they got uh, Winslow, who's won a championship, who's used to playing on a high level, who's used to playing in games that matter, where it's all on the line. You make a mistake, any critical play, you're going home. So he's not used to the NBA, but he's used to being in situations like that. So I got I got Miami winning this game, man, and they going to take this one. <coughs> Might be over in five. It might be over in four, Ken. It might be over in four, man. The only reason why wow. I'm cautious to say five because Miami has a tendency yep. to go on these freaking streets. Yep. Eight four. And I think Toronto may eke out two games because of that. And I and I feel that, but I, I also see where Larry and DeRozan still struggle. You know, D Wade by himself can still win you a game or two. Right. The way Drogic is balling, he's back to Phoenix all-star snub Drogic. Hassan Whiteside is arguably the best big man in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So, yo, like, like Miami is a problem, and Toronto is not doing anything to make you think otherwise. And that's the thing. Right. Again, I just started watching this game, and Ken's 100% right. The little bit that I've seen, Drogic is taking it to everybody. He's taking it to everybody. And, and 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 going back further to what Ken said, it was something in game six in that second half that Drogic, he, he just flipped the switch. It translated to game seven, and we're seeing it in game one now. So so mm-hmm. I, 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 think, I think Drogic is fine. He got D-Wade in, in, in the backcourt talking to him, saying, yo, let's keep doing – I need you to do this, and I will take us home. They got the squad, and I, look, man, I was high on Toronto. I really thought that they can make some noise this year 
push a Cleveland team to to seven games, bruh, bruh. I I I don't understand. I don't, I if I'm the GM, if I'm uh, I can't even say his name. I, I know I know his name. I can't say it though. Yeah, I, I that way. But if I was the GM of the Toronto Raptors, I'm fire selling and everything, bro. I'm get what? What do you want for Kyle Lowry, nigga? I'll take a second round, <coughs> I, bro. I am selling everything, bro, because it's not. It's not a. It, it's not because of the coach. It's not because of anything else but this player not being able to perform. Gotta get rid of like hey, it, man. But, but, but let's not let the, the, the bitch made stepdaddy off the hook either. Right. First and foremost, you oh, no, no, no. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because first and foremost, I agree you should people. not be putting no hands on no woman. And then second of all, exactly. you should not be putting your hands on your stepson in that manner. And then on top of all of that, dry snitch into the NCAA to get the met. Like, first of all, you need to understand. You're breaking all the codes, bro. Bruh, bruh, every code. All the codes. Code. And, and and I know what it is to be a grown man, having pride, having your own shit. But, yo, if my son ever makes it, I'm not going to expect for him to buy me <clears> anything. <throat> but me being his dad, whatever, if I'm a good dad, <coughs> I feel like he's going to take care of me. I'm not going to expect for him to do that. But I know that my son, if I did a good job, he's he's gonna buy me some. He's gonna do something exactly. because he'll, he'll I, take care. Of you. I was a great father. You, I'm not gonna dry snitch on my son to the NCAA. Motherfucker! Wow. wow. <laughs> he can't just love. He like the oldest man on earth just a minute ago. Oh my god! Hey, where the can't go? Where Drake at? That's crazy. That, that is nuts, Where dude. Bow. <laughs> he he went he went to go get on the phone with uh, uh D Wade, tell him what he got to do to, to That end counts this. too, boy. He that definitely counts because he released that way before. Dang. Yeah, we're, 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 for those of you watching, we're we're watching the game live. Yeah. Dang, hey, look, son. Overtime. Yeah, you all right, kid? Did you hey did you call did you call D Wade? You let him know what you gotta do for overtime. I, I don't understand how teams cannot inbound the ball. Wow. I just don't understand it. Go ahead, Ken. Go ahead, Ken. My side, punk ass can't even hit a free throw. I'm fucking believable, man. And and the lack of execution down the stretch. I take you room for Miami, Ken. <laughs> they grabbed the rebound. Dog, like they literally grabbed the rebound. Josh Richardson grabbed the rebound and tried to throw it to somebody. He threw it out of bounds. Like he screwed up twice in this quarter, making ill-advised, boneheaded plays. If they lose this game, that they, they might lose this series. They, you know how certain games would be like, oh man, it just messed up the whole. Campaign. Right, right, right. Yes, this could be that I, game. This could be the game. That 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 shots Miami's uh, confidence, and they can lose this series. So so for those of you watching who, and and maybe if you're watching this after this broadcast, I mean after this broadcast, and you're not watching it live, uh, the Raptors just tied the game, and that's why Kim went crazy, <laughs> and the game is headed overtime. Um, I forgot what we were talking about. Oh, Tunsil. And again, this guy is the best 
left tackle. If you know football, left tackles are the guys that protect your franchise quarterback. Not saying that the Dolphins have a franchise quarterback, but if they did, he's the guy to protect your franchise you quarterback for the next 10 years. Why are you letting him dribble up the court? <laughs> Ken is still losing it. <laughs> I can't. You a BS foul on Richard. It wasn't even a foul. That, see, that's the crap I'm talking about. Let them play, man. They're going after the ball. Why would you call a freaking foul? It's playoffs. God. I'm ass shit. <laughs> oh, you people coming in because they was leaving. That's funny. Yeah, this, this, this is why we need to watch, we need to watch these games together. Oh man, that's funny. So you are you are watching <laughs> Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle, joined by my partners, BZ Ken and FIFO. Uh, we got you locked and loaded. This is the place where sports opinions collide. The Clippers, man, another quick exit by the Clippers. Uh, Doc Rivers, who is the coach as well as the GM, says that he would like to bring their core back. And he doesn't see that he's going to move anybody. Um, if you're Doc and you're the GM and the head coach, what do you do with this team? <clears throat> um, I think Doc's right in saying that he wants to bring the core back. The only way you break up the core depends on if you're able to add what that roster needs. And every year, Doc hit. Look, man, Doc, Doc is one of the better basketball minds in the NBA. He knows what his team's weaknesses are, and he's tried to address them in every subsequent offseason, except they can't get the type of level or production that they need from another <clears throat> wing player. Because what that team right. needs is another playmaker. You know what I'm saying? Another guy that can create for himself and create for others outside of CP. Now, Blake can do that, but because you're a four, right, and in the way that they're constructed, he's not Draymond. He's not going to be pick and roll, top of the key. No, he'll give you little, a little bit of that, but he's not that continuous playmaker. They need another wing guy, preferably the three, which is the reason why they went out and got Wesley Johnson. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jeff Green. They Doc has tried to fortify this roster. So <clears throat> what B said, partly I agree. It depends on what they what they're able to accomplish this. Right. Season. You're right. Because right. if KD decides to bounce, and the Clippers are a viable option, oh yeah, I'm bringing back the core with KD. It, that right. makes perfect sense. But. In this offseason, based off of the free agents, if you're not able to get that wing guy, then you got to start shopping. You yep. got to start shopping. You got to go holler at Danny Ainge with them picks. You, like, like you need to look at every option available, and it might be time to hit the reset button. But they are not far away. If they, I'm telling you, they're one piece away. If they can get a legitimate three, a legitimate wing guy to pair outside of CP's J.J. Redick, and give me that third guy out there on that perimeter, they're a championship contender. But without that, it's it's tough for their big three to be great because DeAndre affects the game offensively and defensively, but without the rock offensively. It's the pick and roll and, and, and the dive to the basket. You have to converge on that. He affects you there. But you he can't just go get you a bucket. 
Only CP and Blake can do that and Jamal Crawford. But they need another dynamic wing player for them to be a viable championship contender. I don't know how I don't know how Doc is gonna do it. I don't know if he's gonna do it via trade. I don't know if he's gonna try to do it solely via free agency. I know financially they don't have the most wiggle room because you got right. three guys making hundred million. So, you know, it, it, it's going to be tough, but it's definitely doable. Um, I say let's revisit, you know what I'm saying, these questions a little bit more in the summertime when, when we get a, a more clearer picture for the free agents and what they're thinking and even after Olympic basketball because that's this year as well. What about you? Can, can you calm down enough to answer, answer the question? <laughs> Nah, not really, because I don't know why the hell they keep giving the ball to Joe Johnson when they should just give it to damn Dwayne Wade. This motherfucker done shot like two air, two air balls already. Hey, I'm reading this stat. It says Kyle Lowry had been 7 for 48 from the three-point in the playoffs before that miracle shot went down. 7 for 48, wow. <clears throat> but go ahead, Kim. Anyway, um, I think they should keep them. Uh... I agree with FIFO. I think they're one piece away. But let me let me ask you this, FIFO. When you say one piece away, is that with or without Jamal Crawford? It, it doesn't matter. You can, you can replace a Jamal Crawford. You can replace bench production like that. That's not that difficult to find. Um, not trying to find it out of one person may be difficult. You might have to, you know, get two guys. But that's easy. It, the, the core that you need is four people. That's the core. CP, JJ, Blake, and um, DeAndre. What they're missing is that three man. They need a three man. In the so, starting rotation. Huh? In the starting rotation? Yes. Somebody, like, I'm going I'm, I'm to give you somebody that I think fits perfect. He isn't like a superstar, but he's not a scrub. At his best, he was all star, borderline superstar. Rudy Gay. That's what they need. Yeah. They need a versatile three man that can play. Three and four, guard the two, switch pick and rolls, can create his own shot, create for others, finish, score from outside, score from mid-range. Jeff Green, just with, with, with more consistency, better mentality, more, more consistency. Uh, but, but that's it. That's it. They're right there. They're right there. And obviously health, but that, yeah. that's something, you know, comes and goes. I think, um, yeah, I don't disagree with you. Uh, I, I, I think that I think Crawford has to go. I think he's too erratic. He, he he gets cold at the wrong times. I think if they could trade him out for a couple of other pieces, like you said, um, if they could get that production from two or three different pieces, I think that'll be that'll be good. Because I think they just need a bench. They just need a bench that works for them. And even if they do get that three guy, they still need somebody to come in and be productive off the bench. When I look at them play, that's that's what I. Think they're missing, and they're missing that tough guy. They're missing that uh, heart and soul guy, a, a guy that has a lot of of grit to him. You know, right now they're a little too pretty, man, and 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 they need to kind of rough uh, rough things up a little bit. And no, I um, I definitely agree. I think like the I, I I think you know what player I think fits perfect for the Clippers. Exactly what you're talking about. What they need, Joe Kim Noah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. That's what they yep. they need that. They need a perimeter guy. The bench came along as the season progressed. Like Austin Rivers went back to, you know, like being the all-star player off of the bench type type of guy in the playoffs. 
um, what's his name? Um, you know, Jamal Crawford's Jamal Crawford. Um, Jeff Green came off the bench. So, so eventually they got a bench because it was complete. That bench was completely <clears throat> different from the beginning of the season with the Lance Stevenson and Josh Smith bench. Like, Doc, look, man, Doc is on top of his stuff. It's getting the right guy. It's not like he hasn't tried. He's been trying. Yeah, he has. He has. No doubt. No doubt. I, I think um, – Give it to Wade, man. I'm, I don't know, man. Yeah, Why did you give it to Showtime? <laughs> give it to Wade. Why mess around? <laughs> Ken is playing. Um, boxing news. Uh, B, your boy, money team. Floyd Money Mayweather says that uh, there's been talk. Uh, about nine figures being thrown his way, nine, N-I-N-E, count them, nine figures thrown his way for a possible return. Beasy, do you want to see Money Mayweather come back for his 50th victory? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I saw it coming. I knew he wasn't going to stay away. I knew, I knew it. When, when he re- was so-called retired, went 49-0, and just the fact that the, the lackluster fight against Andre Berto, which we all knew he was going to win, you know, I was like, he's not going to end his career that way. I, I definitely see him, you know, coming back for a to to go for the unprecedented fifty retire fifty and no, no one's ever done it. And I and I also said if it was for the right money, if someone was going to pay him a boatload of money, which we see and that's the case. And it's amazing how like you know everyone always say he's such a boring fighter. He, oh, Mayweather he's killing boxing, but look at all the money he's generating in the sport of boxing. <laughs> It's like if he's this if he's such a boring fighter and an interesting fighter, how come these networks <clears throat> and these you know companies are willing to pay top dollars for him to fight one more time? You know what I'm saying? That, that's crazy. I mean, you know, I, I know because they're gonna make money too, but still, you know, right. people say Mayweather this, Mayweather that, but <clears throat> he's going for boxing. Look what the numbers he put up compared to the Pacquiao and Timothy Bradley numbers. Those numbers was horrible. Those review numbers was awful. And you know, and Manny Pacquiao was a pretty popular fighter, but I saw this coming, man. Like I knew he wasn't gonna stay away. I'm pretty sure people in this camp was talking like, "Yo, man, you go for 50 and 0, you go down as you know, like the greatest fighter, the only fighter ever to retire 50 and 0." Because you know that was supposed to be Mike Tyson's record. He was supposed to go 50 and 0, and you know, go undefeated or whatever in his career. But you know, Mike Tyson didn't have that mental focus like Mayweather does. But um, yeah, I. I saw it coming. I, it wasn't shocking. I, I was like, if he comes back, a network is going to pay him a boatload of money. And then when I saw nine <clears> figures, <throat> I was like, yep, he's going to come back. He's going to come back. He's going to come back, and he's going to fight Danny Garcia. That's what. I, that's the only. That's the only fighter he's pretty much kind of zoomed in on focus. Focus on fighting is Danny Garcia. And that's not going to be a good fight. It's, it's going to be yeah. It's going to be it's going to be like Berto. It's going he's going clean house. Teach him a thing or two, and that's it. He he gonna win nine or ten <clears throat> rounds out of twelve. <laughs> typical typical Mayweather fashion. I, I don't want to see Mayweather run for twelve rounds. I just don't. Uh, you don't be but What about you, man? You don't run. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. Oh, man, look, man, Mayweather. Don't Mayweather run. does not run. <laughs> I, I want to see him again. I definitely want to see him again because I think he's one of the greatest fighters to ever box. So you know, the more you can see him, the better. Um, I knew he wasn't gonna be a I, look. Right. Man, I I knew that retirement was gonna be short lived, bro. Because for like like B said, like just the record, like 
when you're that ultra competitive, when you want to be that great, and we know as much shit <clears throat> as Floyd talks, we know he wants to be great. He wants to be considered the best. There is no way you do not go for the record 15-0. That's number one. Number two, there's no way you walk away from that money because even if you lose, that money is nice. Right. A nice constellation. Look, right that's there. not even including endorsements and stuff that he's going to bring in too. Like, hey. Right. So, 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 you know, Matt, look, I definitely see him coming back at least for one more fight. I don't think he's going to come back and do, you know, five, six right. fights like that, like like right. uh, Roy Jones, like way over the hill. Because he's 39. He's he 39. So. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see Floyd doing that, but I definitely see Floyd coming back for at least this one last fight. Okay, okay. Well, we'll see, man. Uh, like I said, they're, they're, they're talking about right now. He, he said he's spoken with uh, CBS and Showtime, and he, he's thrown out nine figures. So <clears throat> nine Ooh, figures is I, nothing. He, just I, I think he threw that out. I think he was like, look, y'all, if y'all want me to fight, like this is how much money I come back and fight for. Like, bam. Right. <clears throat> and I'm pretty sure Showtime and CBS like, well, sure. Because they yep. look like, look at all the money we're going to get in the back end, too. So. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty course, sure they. Course, they I'm pretty sure they'd be willing to pay on that that kind of bread. I'm pretty sure they will. And I think he's gonna fight Danny Garcia. I think that's no my, doubt. That's a no brainer. I think that's a no brainer. I think he's gonna fight Danny Garcia. Cause he's undefeated. Okay. He got, he got his belt. He got the same. He got the same belt that Mayweather vacated when he retired. So, you know, Mayweather gonna fight. Get that. Belt is that back. a is that a good draw for him? Danny Garcia. It's gonna be too easy. It's gonna be too yeah. It's gonna be too easy. It's gonna too be easy. Me me see it, it, me me and B already talked about it because we both knew Mayweather was gonna come back. So we we've already talked about what were the potential fights will be a good fight, and we talked about Danny Garcia. Danny Garcia is a brawler. You know what I'm saying? And he don't have enough power. <clears throat> He's not gonna knock out Mayweather. He's not quick enough to, to catch him. Hit Mayweather. Right. And, and Mayweather just gonna tag him and move. Like Danny Garcia's face is going to be jacked up. Mayweather is gonna be smiling at him because Danny is <clears throat> only gonna hit him with like maybe five power shots all fight. It's it, it's it's gonna he be gonna, a he gonna land like twelve percent of his punches, huh? He gonna land like twelve percent of his punches. Yep, 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 yep. Because Danny Garcia, I I, I think he's right. I just I don't want to see him. I not. I wouldn't go see Mayweather fight if he was fighting in my backyard, man. I'm just, I'm done. I, I'm good hey, on hey, Mayweather. Hit, hit, hit the exit button on constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Major League Baseball last week suspended your man D. Gordon from the Miami uh, Marlins. Uh, 80 games, PEDs, uh, according to, and, and if you watch baseball, D. Gordon is one of the uh, best players in the game, perennial all-star. Um, tested positive for PDs, performance enhancing drugs, uh, extra testosterone, and uh, cl- clotestable. That's, that's what Major League Baseball said. I don't know what the hell clotestable is. Um, nonetheless, man, D- Ken, what do you think about this, man? 80 games for a guy like, you know, D. Gordon, man, that's huge. Who's their hitting coach? <laughs> <laughs> that would be Barry Bonds. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you come on, Barry? Come on, man. Oh <laughs> they, man, they're very yeah. home. <laughs> they need to test yeah, everybody. That's not that's not a good look. People, you got any parting shots, man? I do, <clears throat> I do, and, and and it's for 
the uh, uh, Mr. Kyle Lowry. Mr. Kyle Lowry. Hey, start packing your bags, homie. Uh, and not just because you don't go fishing. Uh, because because your ass will be out of the NBA. You're going to have to go to China or something. You keep playing like this in the playoffs, bro. Uh, I'm just keeping it real with you. Um, you you, you got to step up. You got to you gotta string at least two or three good games. Because, because that's the only way you're going to save your career. I just kind of wish that the playoff – I mean, I know it's not going to happen, but I wish the first round would go back to three out of five. Um, oh man! Kind of, you know. Of course, for money purposes, of course. But like, I think it. I know back sometimes now in the current years, I'm not really interested in watching the first round of playoffs. Like for me, the playoffs don't get don't get going into the second round. And when the first round was three out of five, you kind of, especially if that if that higher seed loses the first game, it really makes the series interesting. Like say, if a two seed or a one seed lose that first game. That the pressure's on them, you know. So and and I used to and I used to like that about the first round in the NBA playoffs, and it was the best three out of five. So I mean, if anything, watch these playoffs. I do wish that they would go back to that, which I know they won't. But you know, Adam Silver, if you're listening, man, just consider it. You consider another weirder things in the NBA. So consider that. <laughs> consider bringing that back. You know, that's just that's my parting shot. Give me these. Duncan Wade, Duncan. Give me these. Ah, there we go, baby. That's that old man. <laughs> Ken, any point, it looks like the Miami's going to win this game. I hope. Go, man. Go. Any point, any parting shots, Ken? Hey, look, Dwayne Wade is showing you right now that he still has it. The old man still has it. If you missed, what was it, Friday? When he hit the two threes, um, the block shot, come on, the 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 tough fadeaway uh, jump shot. The man still got it, man. Uh, not making the playoffs last year did wonders for him, and um, and he was he was big down the stretch in this game too. A lot of team late game execution uh, here or there. You know, hopefully they'll learn for it from it because the playoffs get tougher, and you know a lot of these guys probably you know. I haven't really, well, maybe Joe Johnson, but, you know, it's a learning experience. But Dwayne Wade still got it. <laughs> respect that man. <laughs> he respect, put some respect on my name. Still would only um, have one championship if it wasn't for LeBron, though. Oh, my God. We're not oh, doing Lord. this. <laughs> oh. My point of shot is simple, man. Uh, got to take it to the city of angels. Uh, not the, the basketball team, uh, the Lakers, but the Clippers, actually. Got to give a big shout-out, man, to uh, Austin Rivers, man. You guys saw Austin Rivers take a vicious elbow to the eye, and he got went and got 11 stitches, came back, and, I mean, he looked like he was like Mike Tyson, lit him up a couple times. And I'm going to be honest, I've been very critical of his game. I thought, you know, that he was just, you know, the coach's son and not necessarily favoritism because he can play. He's worth being in the NBA, but he showed a lot of heart, man, and I think he played in a game – and he laid it on the line, and he was out there balling, and he could only see out of one eye, man. So I, I think that's something you got to – I tip my cap to him, man. Great, great effort. It was in a losing effort, but I think if nothing else, he earned a lot of respect from a lot of people because he could have easily folded it in and said, you know what, I'm not going back out there. But, you know, I give him props for doing that, man, because – and you don't see that every day. That, that's, 
when I see stuff like that, it makes me think like throwbacks because guys like that back in the day, <clears throat> they played through anything. And I think Austin Rivers should be commended for what he did. Uh, that's going to do it for us for this week. So for Ken, for B, for FIFO, I'm your host, Wolf Kyle. We'll holler at you next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.